Hello and welcome. This is Judy Mason. Welcome to the Clarity Prayer Call. I hope you had a wonderful day and let's make it a wonderful evening as well. I would like to take a moment to introduce myself for, and the purpose of this call. For those who aren't familiar with me or my background, my name is Judy Mason and I am the CEO of JMI and the founder of the Reinvent You Movement. I use multiple platforms from the marketplace to ministry to empower you to live a purpose-driven life. I help others to clear the confusion and pursue their purpose with passion. As a Christian, the greatest empowerment can only come from God and His Word. In my line of work, I encounter so many people who need clarity in their business endeavors as well as in their lives. I created this call in order for us to seek God and gain godly clarity, wisdom, and direction through prayer. I'm just going to do a brief overview of the call, and we'll get right into the call. This is a monthly call held on the first Monday of the month at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you have any prayer requests, please send them to clarityinprayer at gmail.com. Once we receive them, we will pray over them. You don't have to send them prior to the prayer call or during the prayer call. Like I stated, once we receive them, be it tomorrow, next week, next year, whenever we receive them, we will pray over your um, prayer requests for you. So don't worry about trying to um, get, a, get the prayer requests in during this call. Also, I have an online Bible study group on Facebook called The Upper Room. I invite you to join the group and participate in the open discussion. If for whatever reason you're unable to find the group, in Facebook, it is a closed group. However, you should be able to find the upper room. If not, shoot me a quick email at clarityinprayer clarity at gmail.com, and I will send you the link for the um, prayer group as well. Tonight's call is focused on purposeful employment. Over the past few weeks, I've met so many people who are unemployed and desperately seeking for employment. Yet the news reports and the government continues to state that employment is on the rise. And however, despite what's being stated, so many people find themselves in need of a job, need of increase, need of the need of funding, and need money to do the things that they need to do. And, you know, during this continual economic upheaval in the U.S., this is a time more than ever to seek God's purpose and plans for your life. And, you know, with today being Labor Day, a day of celebration for those who have labored, how fitting is it for us to focus on purposeful employment? In Luke 4:43, Jesus said, for this purpose I have been sent. My question to you is, for what purpose have you been sent? Why do you do what you do? be it in life or in your career? Is it your idea or is it a God idea? What results are you gaining from your efforts? For instance, if you're pursuing certain things in life, are you finding them to be prosperous? Are you finding them to be a struggle? Or are you finding nothing coming out of them at all? What are the results that you're gaining? The best question you can ever ask yourself is what has God called you to do? Once again, what has God called you to do? There are a lot of things that we're doing in our own efforts, in our own thoughts, in our own ways, but what has God called you to do? Are you doing what God has called you to do for this moment, this day, this month, this year? I'm going to say that again and give you a moment to really ponder on that. Are you doing what God has called you to do for this month, this day, this second, this year or for this very moment that you're in right now. 
many of us know that God has called us to do something. However, we second-guess it and often negate that he has really spoken to us. But yet God continuously, continuously speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, sometimes in a still small voice. You know, that urging and encouraging, that nudging that you continue to get to move forward regarding his desires for your life. What has God called you to do? Before you say, I don't know, ponder the answer to the following two questions. What is that innate desire that you have within that you would love to do, but you haven't pursued it because you don't have experience in that area or you aren't sure if the opportunities will be available for you? And I'm going to give you an example. There was a gentleman that I was speaking with, and his background is in facilities and operations. However, he wants to really... um, pursue a career that would entail him doing research and different things like that, data analysis, and and opening the doors uh, for opportunities like um, that would entail data analysis, research development, and things of that nature. However, he's currently looking for a job, and he continues to look for jobs in facilities and operations. When I asked him why wasn't he looking for a job in research development, data analysis, and things like that, Honestly, he couldn't come up with anything. He never thought about pursuing that. What he had been doing instead was looking for jobs that he, quote, unquote, qualified for that might have opportunities for him to start venturing into that arena. However, the jobs that he, quote, unquote, qualified for, he was, he was um, going on a number of interviews. However, he was never being hired for the job. I positioned to him and I propositioned him. I said, maybe that season in that area is closed for you. And it's now for time for you to pursue the desires of your heart, which are the research development and the data analysis positions and things like that. Have you applied for positions like that? You know, no, I haven't. Why don't you start applying for those type of positions? Why don't you start researching like grant um, companies who, who deal with grants and things like that who need people to do research development and things like that in order for them to be able to build up the grants and to make sure that their people qualify for the grants and things of that nature. He was able to leave with an opportunity that he had never thought about. He was able to leave with a new process or new thought of, hey, maybe I can go do this instead. Once again, pursue that innate desire within you. Don't pursue what you qualify to do. Pursue what that innate desire and purpose that is driving you, that innate desire that is pushing you, that innate desire that you might not have that experience in, but that innate desire of who you really are. Start following that nudging of the Holy Spirit. Start following that, uh, that, that leading of the Holy Spirit to the opportunities and doors that are waiting for you to now walk in your God-ordained purpose. Or better yet, what has that still small voice within you been encouraging you to do? that will edify and build God's kingdom on earth. We all have it. We, there's that urging and that nudging, and, and, and a lot of people will say, something told me, or I knew this, or, you know, I thought about that the other day. It's that inner voice within you. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through you, nudging you and urging you and, and pushing you to continue to move forward to do the things that God has called you to do to edify and build his kingdom here on earth. But a lot of times, we negate it, we debate it, we say, oh, no, I'm just, that's, it's just me. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking too much. I'm overanalyzing the situation. But at the end of the day, have you ever thought that it might not be you? Have you ever thought 
that maybe this is a, a, a road that you need to travel? Have you ever thought maybe I need to give that a try? Why don't you give that opportunity a try? Why don't you at least pursue it? What harm will it do? It won't, you won't hurt anything, and you'll be farther along. And if, if, it was, if it isn't God and it's you or if it's something that you're like, ah, oh, that's just something crazy, it'll come, it won't even come to fruition. But what if it is God calling you to do it? What if it is God urging you to do it? Give it a try. You never know. Once again, why haven't you done that thing, that innate gifting within, or even followed that voice within that you know is leading you to do something? Why not try? Why not give it an opportunity? Why not see what happens? Why not trust God and step out on faith and allow him to show you the way he would have you to go? In the book of Nehemiah and the book of Ezra, both were charged by God to rebuild the temple. However, they faced opposition from their enemies who tried to stop what God had started for them. Yet they continued to persevere. Nehemiah had a keen sense of discernment that when the distractions and the negativity from his enemies attempted to stop him from doing the work of the Lord, he was able to recognize what was truth and what was a lie. When you start pursuing things, are you so bombarded by the attacks of people who are the negativity of those who are saying you can't do it? Are you so engulfed in the fear of doing it? Are you so bombarded with the thoughts of your mind that, oh, maybe I'm missing it, the doubt and unbelief, that you can't see that those are distractions that are trying to hinder you from moving forward, that you can't discern and filter what's the truth and what's the lie? When those type of things happen, take a moment to step outside of yourself and just pray. Stop what you're doing, silence yourself, and pray. And ask for God to take the captivity, take your thoughts captive of anything that's trying to exalt itself up against the knowledge of him. And that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you will know his hope and glory for your calling through Christ Jesus. That you silence the mouth of the enemy and that the only voice that you hear is the voice of the Lord quickly God will come to your aid. Quickly you will hear the silence of the enemies, and with inside of you, you will begin to hear that still small voice teach, speaking to you, teaching you the way in which you should go, showing you what to do, showing, your ne- showing you your next steps, and showing you what is the truth and what is a lie. Also in the book of Ezra, when the people were forced to stop building based on the law, they continued working and trusted that God would handle their enemies. Not only did God handle the enemies, but the same law that was used to stop them was the same law that not only gave them permission to continue, but also provided the funds needed to complete the work at hand. Now, if that's not God, I don't know what is. You're sitting here doing a work for the Lord. You're being told you have to stop. You still persevere. The same enemies who are coming at you saying the law says this are going back and saying to the king, um, they're not stopping. They're not stopping because of this. You have to make them stop. And upon further research, not only did they not need to stop, but the king, according to the law, it stated that the king was supposed to provide the provision that they needed to complete the work that they were doing. Only God can set it up where your enemies have to turn around and bless you. So a lot of times I, when I talk to people, they don't move forward in the things that they know God has called them to do because they're looking at their finances. They're looking at the lack of support that they might have, may not have. They are looking at all these things that are hindering them supposedly from moving forward in the things that God has called them to do. 
But as you see in the book of Ezra, the people still kept doing the work of the Lord. And because they were doing the work of the Lord, God opened up the doors of opportunity for them like never before. And because they showed themselves faithful by stepping out and saying, God, I'm going to do what you told me to do, he provided everything that they stood in need of in order to fulfill his purpose and plans for their life. What has God called you to do? Have you allowed fear, opposition, lack of support, etc., to hinder you from pursuing his will for your life? I want to give you a moment to think about that. A lot of times we're missing the blessings that we're trusting and believing God to give to us because we're so caught up in everything else. Choose today to leave those distractions behind. Choose today to not be bombarded by, the, by your own thoughts, but the thoughts of man and of flesh, and choose to pursue God's will for your life. I would strongly encourage you to read these two stories in the book of Nehemiah and the book of Ezra and allow them to encourage your faith and ignite you to move forward. Whatever God has called you to do, you have what you need in order to fulfill his will for your life. There are so many people who are unemployed, underemployed, doing jobs which they are overqualified for, as well as those looking for their next opportunity. I would like to encourage you, no matter in what category you may find yourself, to seek God for your next assignment. In James 1 and 5, God says, if you lack wisdom, to seek him. Instead of thinking that you know the next steps, take time to seek God in prayer for wisdom and direction. There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel is what will stand. That's Proverbs 19.21. If you're currently in a job, ask God, what do you need to do while you're there? You might be on assignment. You might hate your job or you might love your job. But instead of being caught up in the work, the politics, and the drama, and the confusion, ask God, what is your purpose purpose for being in that job? What are his plans for you in that job? It might be for you to be the light in that darkness. It might be for you to be the one that brings about joy. It might be for you to be the one to intercede and pray for those people at that job or for that corporation. You never know why you're planted where you are. Ask God for his plan and purpose for where you are. If you're unemployed or seeking a new assignment, ask God where do you need to go for your next opportunity. Don't take it on yourself, oh, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, because it looks good. Everything looks good, is it? Like I gave you the example of the gentleman, he was going after his experience, but not after his heart's desires. So make sure you're going after what God has called you to go after for the season that you're in now. So once again, seek God for your next opportunity. Jesus said, for this purpose I have been sent. Just as Jesus knew his purpose, you should know yours. Your assignments might change and your purpose at each assignment may vary, but at least you need to know your purpose for where you are today, tomorrow, and the next day. And the only way you will know that is by spending time in prayer, seeking God's face, and seeking God's wisdom on behalf of what he has for your life. God will tell you if you would just ask him. And if we were honest, most of us already know or have an idea of what it is we're supposed to do. Do it. 
because I'll be the first one to tell you, God will give you a, a, a little twinkling of an idea, and he doesn't give you much more than that. He'll just say maybe, you know, when you go to work, go in the break room at 8.30 and get coffee. Okay. So <laughs> only thing at this point he needs you to do is go in the break room at 8.30 and get coffee. You don't know why you're there, and then it'll begin to unfold why you're there. The purpose of the reason why you're there, the words you need to speak will come to mind. You will know why you're there, and God will continue to lead and guide you. But the, at the end of the day, the first thing you need to do is be obedient and just do what he's told you to do. So at 8.30 in the morning, if he's telling you to go to the break room and get coffee, go to the break room and get coffee. You don't know if you're going to speak life into someone. You don't know if you're going to pray for someone. You don't know if there's a blessing there for you. You, you don't know unless you operate in obedience and go by faith and do what God has called you to do. So right now, let's just say, God, whatever you've called me to do, repeat after me, God, whatever you've called me to do, I will do it. Amen. So we're just going to be in agreement that whatever God's called you to do, you're going to step out on faith and he's going to meet you at that point of need and you're going to see God move in your life like never before. I want to encourage you to allow the word to encourage you. The books of excuse me, the books of Ezra and Nehemiah will not only encourage your faith, but they will inspire you to move forth in the will of God for your life. I want to also encourage you to read Judges chapter 6 and chapter 7 with Gideon as well as 1 Samuel 29, chapter 29. I want to make sure it's chapter 29. Yes, chapter 29 and and chapter 30. I believe if you read those this month, that will continue to just encourage your faith and help you to move forward in the things that God is calling you to do. Now, let me tell you, the frustration, disappointment, and unrest is just par for the course because the enemy is not going to be happy that you're stepping out and doing what God called you to do. But you stay fast, stay, stand still, and know that God is with you. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still and know, you know what, God, I'm going forth in the things that you've called me to go forth in, which means that you've already put a hedge of protection around me, Psalms 91, that you're already showing me the way in which I should go. You're already making my crooked path straight. You're already perfecting those things that concern me. So because of that, I'm going. No matter what it looks like, I'm going to go because I know you have me. And we have to have that faith. We have to have that self-assurance. And we have to know that God has us. He loves us. He's protecting us. and He's keeping us. And he's not going to allow us to fail. So despite what happens, the frustrations that may come from your assignment, the disappointment, the unrest, or the attacks that you sense that are coming, they're going to come. But I promise you, you will come out victorious and stronger and better on the other side for having gone through the trials and tribulations to get you to the victorious conclusion that you desire to be in. Keep in mind, no matter where you are in life, you're going to go through something. It's better to go through something being in the will of God than to go through something not being in God's will because that's of your making and it can go a, a, a totally different way and have a not such a victorious outcome like it would if you would just go along with the will of God for your life because he will protect you, he will keep you, he will guide you, he will direct you, and because you're going according to his will, he has you, and you have the surety of his will 
for your life. Amen. Amen. We're going to end in prayer, but as we pray, I want to encourage you to spend time with the Lord after this regarding your next steps and allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct your path. Also, spend this month in the Word. Like I said, in um, 1 Samuel chapters um, 29 and 30, also in um, Judges chapter 6 and 7, um, the book of Ezra, the book of Nehemiah. Also, I would encourage you to read the book of Ruth. Um, the book of Esther. I believe these books will encourage you, showing you people who stepped out on faith and did the things that they knew to do and how God showed up and showed out on their behalf. Provision was given. The support team that they needed to do the work was there, and the victory was theirs. And even though the enemy and the weapons they formed and came up against them, they did not prosper because they were walking in the will and the way of God. These are some books of the Bible that we've been reading in the small group. Once again, the small group is called the Upper Room, and I would love for you to join us so you can continue on with the fellowship, not only in prayer, but in the dialogue of the Word to help build up your faith and to strengthen you as well. Amen. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We just thank you. We praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you, we exalt you, and we extol you. We thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have made, and we continue to rejoice and be glad in it. There is none like you. You are King of kings. You are Lord of lords. How excellent is your name in all the earth, Lord God. We love you. We honor you. We bless you. We magnify you. We exalt you, Lord God. We trust you, Lord God. You're beautiful. You're omnipotent. You're omnipresent. You're all-knowing, Lord God. You're all-sufficient one, Lord God. You are our peace. You are our strong power. You're the lover of our soul and the lifter of our bow down heads, Lord God. We just praise your name. We honor you. We glorify you, and we magnify your name, Lord God. We just thank you for who you are and whose we are, Lord God. We thank you that we can call you our Father, Lord God. We thank you for our big brother, Jesus, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit who leads and guides us into all truth. Father God, we thank and praise you, Lord God, that our footsteps are ordered by you. We thank and praise you that you put a hedge of protection camped about us, Lord God, that no hurt, harm, or danger can come nigh us, nor any plague can come near our dwelling. Father God, we take captive every thought and every high thing, Lord God, that exalts itself up against the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding have been enlightened, and we know the hope of calling of your call. We know the hope and the calling of, through Christ Jesus, Lord God. We thank you and praise you, Lord God, that you have protected us and surround us with favor as a shield, Lord God, that every opportunity that we have before us, Lord God, that you set an open door, Lord God, that we can walk through, and we praise you for the open doors. And we thank you even for the closed ones, Lord God. We might not understand why the doors are closed, Lord God, but we trust you, Lord God. We bind every principality, power, ruler of darkness of this world. We bind and rend them harmless and ineffective against us in the name of Jesus. We're covered under the blood covering of Jesus Christ. We thank you that you dispatch your ministering angels and they're encamped about us, Lord God. We thank you for your word, Lord God. We thank you for your word, Lord God, that guides us and directs us, Lord God. We thank you that you're a light lamp 
to our feet and a light unto our path, Lord God. That if we're willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. We thank you for the blessings that makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. Lord God, we thank you for the blessings that we're blessed in our going and blessed in our coming out. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath, Lord God. That everything we put our hands to shall prosper. And every place the sole of our foot touches, we shall possess the land. Father God, that we go forth, Lord God, in might and power and strength, showing the love of Jesus Christ, telling a dying world about the gospel of Jesus Christ, telling them about a Savior who is risen and who still lives, Lord God. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. Father God, we come today, Lord God. I lift up everyone on this call, those who who will hear the replay, Lord God. I lift lift them up right now. Whatever they're in in need of, Lord God, we thank and praise you in advance that you show up and show out on their behalf and meet their needs exceedingly and abundantly beyond anything they can even ask or think. Lord God, you know the desire of each person on this line. You know where they are. You know their heartache. You know their pain. You know their joys. You know their ups and their downs. Father God, minister to them like only you can. Let them see you in a new way, in a new light like never before. Let them gain a new intimacy with you, Lord God. Let them come forth, Lord God, from prayer with a strategic revelation on the next levels that they need to go, doing the next things that they need to pursue. Lord God, knowing what to write down, what plans are to put put into place, who to call forth to help bring um usher the plans in, Lord God. We thank you for that strategic revelation, Lord God, on the next steps in your agenda and your will for their lives, Lord God. Every person who is un- underemployed or unemployed, Lord God, let them have a financial deluge like never before. Let a financial blessing overtake them, Lord God. Those who are in need of monies to do things, Lord God, let them experience Jehovah Jehovah Jireh, our provider, like never before. Let them see your hand of provision, Lord God, knowing that when they come to you, that when they submit and surrender to you, that you have them, that you will provide for them, that you will guide and direct them, that you will show them the way in which they should go and they shall not depart from it, that you will provide the provision and give them peace. You will give them the peace that passes all understanding to rule their heart and their mind. Those who have been so caught up with their situations and their circumstances that depression has come in and oppression has come in and sickness and disease has tried to overtake their body. I cast out that sickness and I speak to that sickness. Go now in the name of Jesus. This body is covered on the, uh, the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit and by Jesus' stripes they are healed. You have no authority. You have no dominion in that body. And I speak to every individual who has opened up the door of doubt and unbelief of worry and anxiety to close that door today and fill it with the love of Christ. Fill it with the peace of God. Allow God to show you who you are, whose you are, and how he has you and how he has planned and purposed your life for such a time as this. Allow God to fill that space. But the enemy has no place anymore in Jesus' name. And anyone who has opened the door, 
because you're looking at your circumstances out of worry and fear and doubt. Let's repent for that right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask for forgiveness for looking at our circumstances and being moved by our circumstances and situations, Lord God. And we ask that you help us to turn away from that, Lord God, of not being moved by the circumstances but being moved by you and your word and your purposes and plans and your direction for our lives. Lord God, let this be a new day where we dust, wipe the dust off of our feet. We dust ourselves off and we get up, Lord God, and we get back in the race, Lord God, ready and willing to go and do what thus saith the Lord. Father God, I thank and praise you for anyone who might have been underemployed or unemployed prior to this phone call, that not only are they fully employed in the kingdom of God, Lord God, but they already know their agenda. They already know the purpose and plans. They already have their strategic outline of what needs to do, what they need to do, and how it needs to go, and how it needs to occur, and what needs to happen. I thank and praise you that when we end this call, Lord God, there will be such a... Um, an inspiration. They'll be so ignited, Lord God, that they are ready to go and pursue and fulfill your will for their lives. Lord God, no longer shall we be down, but we shall be up. No longer shall we be in the back, but we will be in the forefront. No longer shall we be denied, Lord God, but opportunities are overtaking us from the north, south, east, and west, Lord God. We have choices, Lord God. We can say yes or no, but we're not going to say it in our flesh looking at maybe money and, and, and different things like that our position, our, 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 our titles, Lord God, but we're going to be moved by what you're, who, where you're calling us to go and who you're calling us to connect with and who you're calling us to be, Father God. So thank and praise you for every open door, every opportunity, Lord God, that is coming our way, Lord God, because we have surrendered and submitted our will to your will, and we thank you for that, Lord God. And we thank you, Father, that when we go forth through these open doors, that we won't go in our flesh and in our own haughtiness or in our own ego or in our own pride, but we will go with a spirit of humility, a spirit of love, and a spirit that will be led and submitted and surrendered to you, Father God, being the man and the woman that we have been called and ordained to be, to be the light in this darkness and to be um, to the point where we are doing what you have called and ordained for us to do. Your good and perfect will shall be done in our lives. We surrender and submit our will to your will and that you will be victorious in our lives, that we will make sure that we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise for the opportunities that you have set before us this day. Father God, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We exalt you, Lord God. Our expectation is upon you. Father God, we're expecting for you to show up and show out like never before. Before the end of this night, Lord God, we're expecting opportunities to overtake us. Lord God, we have a great anticipation and a great expectation that you're putting our names on the lips of decision makers, Lord God, that you're putting our faces before people, that people are beginning to speak our names to people, Lord God, that the people that we've been called to and the people that who, um, who are our audience, Lord God, and who need what we have, you already have put us before them, Lord God, that they're seeking us out, that they're trying to find us, that they're calling people, saying, do you know this person? Do you know this person? Do you know someone who knows them? I need to get in touch with them. People on Facebook who you might not even know, or on social media that you might not even know, that you are connecting us right now in the name of Jesus, that they're saying, oh, I saw this person on Facebook who can do that, or I saw this person's um, a tweet that encouraged 
encourage me and they might can do that. And you're orchestrating and doing divine connections, Lord God, and setting up divine um, relationships, Lord God, setting things up in order that we have to say when it manifests that it was nobody but God who did this. No one will get the glory. You will get all glory. You will get all honor, and you will get all praise. Our expectation is of you. It might be September, Lord God, but this year is not over, and this will still be one of the best years of our life. We shall finish this month, this day, this year, this quarter. We shall finish it strong, victorious, and prosperous in you. Father God, our expectation is on you, of you and on you, that you will show up and show out on our behalf. And we will see you like we have never seen you before. You told us in the book of Revelation, chapter 4, to come up here so you can show us something, so you can show what is to come. Let us come up higher, Lord God, that we will walk according to your ways, Lord God. Help us to come up higher, seeking that intimate fellowship with you, seeking that understanding, Lord God, from you, that we can walk in the way that you would have us to go, Lord God, and we will be the men and women that you've called and ordained for us to be. Father God, we just love you. We praise you. We honor you. We magnify you, and we exalt you. We thank and praise you that we are no longer who we were before this call, Lord God. We are no longer our circumstance. We're no longer our situations, situations, Lord God, but we are the children of the Most High God, and that is who we are, and that is who we will always walk in and be, Father God. No matter what tries to come our way, no matter what tries to distract us or discourage us, Lord God, we will walk in the power, the authority, the dominion of you. Father God, we love you. We praise you and we honor you. I lift up everyone's bloodline on this call. May they come to know the saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. May they be covered under the blood covering of Jesus Christ. May there be no hurt, harm, or danger that shall come nigh them, neither shall any sickness come near their dwelling. Father God, I thank you for traveling grace and mercies to protect them on the highways and byways. If anyone's um, going by bus or train or a plane, Lord God, protect them. Put the hedge of protection over around them, Lord God. I thank you for the next generations, their children that are being raised up at such a time as this. This is such a volatile time for our youth, Father God. May they stay in a sense of morality. May they stay in a sense of, of, of innocence, Lord God. May they May they be covered under your blood, covering that you're protecting their eye gates, their eyes and their ears from hearing and seeing the things of this world that is lacking the morality of you. Father God, may they see their parents, and their, 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 their um, aunts and uncles and cousins. May they see them prosper and rise up, not because of their flesh, but because of surrendering their will to, to your will and becoming the men and women that they were called and ordained to be. May they have a great witness before them of the greatness of of how a great life can be if it's surrendered and submitted to you. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We exalt you. We give you all glory. We give you all honor and all praise. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord God. 
Thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know about you guys, but I am excited. I have a great anticipation and expectation from God myself. Um, I pray that this call has blessed you. It truly has blessed me. (laughs) And I pray that you will see um, God just showing up on your behalf. You're no longer unemployed. You're no longer underemployed. You're no longer seeking a new opportunity. We all were employed reignited and reminded that we are employed in the kingdom of God, amen, and that we have a purpose, a plan, and a call that God has on our life that will manifest in the natural, and and we will have what we stand in need of. I believe that we will not only be self-sufficient, but we will be able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond that. We'll be able to be a blessing to others and be able to help others in need. So thank you so much for um, joining me on this call tonight. I do want you guys, once we hang up, I want to share a few things with you. And once we hang up, I want you all to definitely continue to stay in this vein of prayer and seek God for his will for your life, that next place, that next um, thing that he wants you to do, and that you will be in perfect alignment and position with God. Amen. Please, 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 please send me all the testimonies because I haven't, I am expecting, guys. So please send me the testimonies to clarityandprayer at gmail.com. Yes, that's the same email you send the prayer request to, but send me the testimonies of the outcome of our prayer tonight because I believe God is going to show up on our behalf like never before, and we're going to have testimonies this month, this quarter, this year of just continual blessings upon blessings upon blessings upon blessings because we laid down our will today and we picked up God's will. Amen. Amen. So definitely, um, like I said, that's our prayer request email as well as clarityandprayer at gmail.com. Feel free to send me an email for prayer requests as well as your testimonies. Our next call will take place on the first Monday of October. Um, That will be October 5th, I believe, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please tell your friends and invite them to join us on the call as well. If you would like to know more about me or contact me directly, or if you like a copy of previous um, prayer calls, visit my website at judymason.com. That's J-U-D-I-M-A-S-O-N.com. And under the resources is where you can click for uh, regarding the previous prayer calls. I will repost this prayer call from tonight's call for a limited time. It will be on all my social media. And my social media is Judy Mason. That's J-U-D-I-M-A-S-O-N. Don't forget about our upper room um, small Bible study, uh, small group Bible study that's online that is on Facebook. And once again, that's the upper room. I will be hosting pop-up prayer calls as things, as so many things is going on in this world. Um, you know, and the Word tells, tells us that we should pray without ceasing and in everything to give thanks according to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. So when you guys see things on the news or you hear news reports or just whatever God lays on your heart, just go before the Lord in prayer. Um, I will, as the Holy Spirit leads me, will do pop-up, pop, pop-up prayers excuse me, pop-up prayer calls. So you'll see it on my social media. Feel free to follow me so you can stay connected and stay in touch. And I'll put up the pop-up prayer call. It will be the same number to dial in. I'll let you know what time. Sometimes I'll do it during the lunch hour, so you can may not can participate, but you can at least listen, and we can just be in agreement because there's power in agreement. Amen? Amen. You guys just don't know how much you blessed me 
each and every month. This is my favorite time of the month, and it seems like it has been forever since we did a call, but I am so excited and ignited um, tonight, and I just hope you had a wonderful holiday weekend, enjoyed your Labor Day, and that you're ignited for this week, this month, this quarter, this year. I'm excited and expecting and I know that God will just do, do great things on our behalf. Until next time, may you have the clarity and the peace of God in every area of your life. Take care. God bless. See you next month. Bye-bye.